This is the Key to Authority podcast, episode number 39. Welcome to the Key to Authority podcast, where it is all about helping you unlock the secrets of becoming the go-to expert in your industry. And here is your host, Janish Pandya. Hello and welcome to another awesome episode of the Key to Authority podcast. It's been a while since the last one as I was a bit of in a slump and quite a bit of thinking along what the podcast is going to take shape in the future, how I'm going to work it, and a lot of things going in my mind. So that's why you might not have heard the previous episodes. But I'm back on track and we're going to go through in future with more awesome episodes and more awesome interviews lined up. So from now on till December 2015, there'll only be one podcast episode per week. So instead of the normal two on Tuesdays and Thursdays, there'll only be released one and that will be on each and every Tuesday. So make a note of that. And that's just to allow me to get a bit more marketing and build a tribe around this and get helping people on exactly what we talk on the podcast as well. That's what I want to focus on and looking forward to working with you on that. So if you want to pop down a comment and how you feel about that, or if you think two episodes is good to continue or one episode, feel free to comment on the website or on the show notes of this episode on key2authority.com slash EP039. But yeah, so today what I've got lined up is my first ever interview with someone out of Australia. So I'd made a rule when I started that I'd only interview people from Australia or from Australian origins till at least episode 100 because I wanted to focus on the talent we have here in Australia. And nothing to against any people outside the world, but it's just that Australians haven't been marketed or haven't built one well note, so just wanted to talk, discuss that. So this person reached out to me and listened to my podcast and said, they would really love to come on the show and share what they have and their insights in regards to executive impressions and executive presence. So the person I'm talking about is Kara Ronin. Kara Ronin is an Australian entrepreneur, social skills expert, and founder of Executive Impressions. She is passionate about teaching people the social skills to thrive in any business or social situation and in any country. Kara has created Executive Impressions, an online education platform that receives thousands of visits every month. She has spent over 10 years living an international life in Japan, US, and Europe, including Tokyo, New York, and Lyon, and speaks Japanese as well as French. Kara has a background in marketing and finance, and she currently lives in France, just two hours from the French Alps, where she took a leap of faith and created her own business. So Kara talks to us today about the key to establishing your executive presence and what an executive presence means and also why it is important for one to have that, especially in the speaking and coaching business. So before we get into that, I'd like to let you guys know that my workshop on the 18th of September is coming up very soon. And if you haven't got tickets, make sure you do so. So in the workshop, I'll be covering and mainly focusing on how to build your business and brand through podcasting. Make sure you get the tickets. And to get the tickets, go to keytoauthority.com slash power of podcasting. I look forward to seeing you there. Now, without further ado, here is Kara Ronan. Hey, Kara, welcome to the Key to Authority podcast. Uh, you're right now in France uh, and you reached out 
the Find the Key to Authority podcast on iTunes. You're originally from Perth, and it was interesting to see that the podcast is reaching people over there as well as throughout the world, and I'm really enjoying this because I'm interviewing someone internationally for the first time. And also after looking at what you do in regards to the business executive impressions, uh, it's a really great idea and topic around that helps our listeners, the speakers and the coaches. So I thought it would be best have you on the show and pick your brains on about executive impressions. So welcome to the show, Kara. Thanks so much, Danish. I'm, I'm so happy to be here and I'm really excited to be on your podcast. I've listened to a couple of episodes already and, uh, you really ask some great questions and you've had some great guests. Interesting stuff. So great work. Welcome to the show then. <laughs> so okay. Kara, uh, if you could share with the audience, like where did your journey start in regards? Because you did mention that you're from Perth and how did you end up in France? A little bit about your business and why you're still doing that. So. A quick one. I know it's a long story, but as short as you can make it. <laughs> True. It is a long story. So, yes, you're right. I'm originally from Perth. And, well, for the past uh, 10, 12 years or so, I've been basically having an international life. Uh, it was always my dream ever since I was little. I really admired people who could speak different languages and who lived in different countries. And I was just fascinated with different cultures and different food that people ate and clothes that they wear. Um, so how this journey started was when I was at university, I started learning Japanese. I wanted to differentiate myself from the other students. I found that I was in a degree with like two or 300 students in the program. And I thought, well, when I go looking for a job, how am I going to separate myself from all of these other people? And I thought, well, may maybe learning a language is the best way for me to do that. So I learned Japanese. I went on an exchange program to Japan for one year. I loved Japan so much. I ended up living there for five years. And along the way, I met uh, my husband and he's French, and that's why I'm living in France right now. And it was here that I started my business, Executive Impressions. And what do you do in the business, and why are you still continuing it? So Executive Impressions is a business etiquette consultancy, and when I first started it, I originally was just focusing on giving corporate seminars, uh, contacting companies, hoping to give you know training seminars to their employees. And... Short after, shortly after that, I started a blog. I found out about this, these people who, uh, start blogs online and I thought, well, that's a great way for me to give my advice out there and make it public so that people know what I do, understand what I do. And, you know, hopefully it will bring more clients. So I started a blog and then that led to the next thing that led to me creating programs to teach people online. Uh, it led to me, me to doing videos. And basically the main focus of what I do now is running an online business. And I help people build the social skills so that they feel more confident and comfortable in business situations. And that's applies whether you're a professional working for a company as an employee or whether you're an entrepreneur out on your own. And obviously that means you spend a lot of time in the executive world and understanding different cultures and different things. And obviously from that experience, you're the right person to talk to. So there's a lot of chit chat and talk about in the online space regards executive presence. So Kara, what is the key to establishing your executive presence? 
So executive presence, you're right, it is something that people talk about often in the media. There's lots of articles written about it. Uh, there's even people who have written books about executive presence. And basically what it is, it's your ability to project the impression that you're a leader, that you can be executive material in a company. And we're, here we're talking about soft skills. We're not talking about the hard skills or the technical skills that you learn at university or on the job training, uh, which are very important. But soft skills are the skills that universities don't teach you and many families don't teach you. So many people, once they finish their degree, they head out into the world of working, whether they're working for a company or starting their own business, and they think, okay, well, I've got these great technical skills, so I'm ready to find clients. I'm ready to connect with people. But in reality, there's something else that that can really help you reach success and succeed in your business and finding clients or finding new jobs. And those skills are the soft skills. And it's essentially your executive presence. There are many ways you can project executive presence, but really what it comes down to are the three areas. You need to dress like an executive. You need to act like an executive. So that means use the body language that a leader or an executive would use and also speak like an executive. So use the voice strategies that a powerful business professional would use. So that's basically the key uh, to executive presence. And those are really in terms of key, good way to understand that the dress, act and speak sort of things. So for audience in our space where they're the speakers, they're solopreneurs, they're coaches and the entrepreneurs, it also applies because they're working with corporates, they're working with executives, and I guess they also have to relate with them. So how does a solopreneur or a speaker go about dressing, acting, or speaking that like kind of makes them sound powerful in business or look like powerful in business or act like powerful in business? Well, there's some really quick tips that, that people can implement. Uh, so looking at your dress, if you wear darker colors, that generally projects more authority. Now, it doesn't mean you have to dress head to toe in black because then that <laughs> might be a little bit <laughs> uh, depressing or sad. But even if you add, you know, say a dark jacket, it, you can still wear a pair of jeans because not all uh, companies or businesses would suit the the formal business suit. You know, it might be a little bit too formal. And sometimes when you are too formal, you can intimidate people and make them feel a little bit uneasy. But if you wanted to immediately, when people look at you as you're walking into the room, if you wanted to project that that image like, you know, I'm, I'm here to do business, then simply add a little bit of darker color to your outfit. So what I'd suggest is using a black jacket with jeans. Or if you're a female, one thing you can do if you don't want to wear a black jacket is wear darker color accessories as well. And then what about the acting side of things? So we had the darker colors for dressing, so acting or looking in that aspect. That's right. Yes. So the dressing is the one that's for, for looking, uh, powerful or like somebody who's got executive, impre executive presence. Uh, the body language is for acting like you have executive presence. And the most interesting thing about body language is that 
it makes up 93% of the messages that you send, your nonverbal communication. So it is extremely important when you're communicating with other people. And even when you're doing it on the phone, uh, it's still, it's still, people can understand that through your voice that you're using powerful body language and that you're really alert. So one tip that I often share with my clients is if you're in a business meeting, you can use what's called the steeple and I'll try to explain it on the audio. It might be a little bit difficult to understand, but I'm trying, trying my best. So the steeple is when you place your hands together, like the palms of your hands are against each other. So you're sitting down in a business meeting. You've got your elbows on the armrests of the chair and you make a steeple with your hands. And the steeple immediately portrays confidence and power. And the people who you're with, when they see that, they'll think, hmm, this person really knows what they're talking about. This person has a lot of authority. And especially if you're an entrepreneur and you're trying to sign investors or you're trying to find partners, those are things that you really want the other person to feel and think about you. And I, in regards to that steeple, it also, I guess, creates trust because that authority figure also brings trust with it and you're more likely to get the client sort of things. Am I correct or am I completely off the mark? <laughs> well, that's right. I mean, trust is extremely important, getting people to know, like, and trust you. And the steeple can help you with that. It can help, it can help you establish the the trust element and just make you look more like an authority figure. And the know, like, and trust principle, as well as executive presence, it's something that people often talk about as well. And people really want to know how do I achieve that? And I'm actually making a video course with, and one of the topics uh, that it focuses on is how to build the know, like, and trust factor because it is such a, a fundamental part of business. It's actually one of the first sections in the video course. And the rest of the course is based around the whole know, like, and trust factor. Okay. And in regards to the last part, obviously, is the speak like the authority or speak uh, having that executive presence. So what's a quick tip in that one? Okay, my best tip, and the reason it's the, my best tip is because I hear this mistake all the time when people speak. People often use what's called the upswing. And I'll just explain what the upswing is because not many people are familiar with that term. But the upswing is when you have the rise at the end of your statements. Like all statements, you should have an intonation that goes down at the statement, and that makes you sound powerful. But when you have an intonation that goes up, like you're asking a question, that can make you sound like you're uncertain about what you're saying. So I'll give you a quick example if you want, just a really quick example so you listeners can understand. On the weekend, I, I went to the beach and I went swimming with my friends and then I had some, a hot dog and, you know, for example, the upswing at the end of the statements. And that was a really easy example, but many people also use that in business. And that is a big mistake that you you should not make, especially if you're trying to convince people about your ideas. Okay. And what, what would be the way you would have done it with authority? Because this has got me curious. 
Now, uh, like, like I'm thinking, when do I have the upswings on my podcast? <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, I've not detected it with you, actually. So you're lucky. But uh, for some reason, no, it's both men and women. I was just going to say, you know, it happens more with women. But no, I've had, I've heard both men and women make this mistake. Uh, well, the only solution to it is to actually make a conscious effort to when you have a statement to use the down intonation at the end. The problem though is most of the time you don't realize you're doing it when you're speaking because you've probably been speaking like that for many years. So you really need to ask somebody to, to check, you know, someone to kind of bounce from a friend, a family member, uh, and, and to just ask them if you use the upswing when you talk or if you use a normal down downward intonation uh, that's really a handy tip because i hadn't heard of that one i knew a little bit about the dressing of darker colors knew a little bit about the acting sort of thing the body language but this is completely brand new and i'm like wow that is cool uh, <laughs> <laughs> so yeah thanks for that uh, You're welcome. <laughs> so where does one start because obviously you have to progress through this you can't just go okay Tomorrow I'm waking up and I'm going to dress or I'm going to act or I'm going to speak like the authority or I'm going to speak with executive presence. So where does one start in that journey and how do they approach that? That's right. It, this isn't something that happens overnight. And uh, when I train people, because I actually have a, an online coaching program that trains people in these areas, and I say to them, well, you're not going to see the results immediately. You you need to concentrate just on one area at a time. So first, start with your outfit. And the reason I recommend people to do that is because that is the first thing other people are going to see about you. When they see you walk into a room or walk down the street, your outfit is the first thing they notice. So that's the first thing you should work on. And then once you have mastered that or once you feel more comfortable with your new style, then work on your body language. Once you feel comfortable with that, then work on your voice. But the funny thing is, is they are in a way all related. So when you have on a new style, when you walk out of your house with your new outfit on, you'll probably immediately feel more confident and more powerful. So your body language will naturally change with that as well. And your voice will probably naturally change after your body language changes. So in a way, they're all related, but uh, when you're making the conscious effort to work on something, you really need to just concentrate on your outfit first, then your body language, and then your voice. You put it properly that they're all tied in because I've had a couple of my friends when I did change some outfits, they're like, oh, that looks really good. And it makes you feel confident and you act confident and then you speak like you own it kind of thing. <laughs> Absolutely. It's like, I like to call that the virtual circle because like you said, people, when you change your outfit or when you use more confident body language, people notice that and they tell you, or if they don't tell you, they at least react in a way and they interact with you slightly differently. Um, and that makes you feel good and more confident about yourself. Okay, I'm just looking at the time and that's almost, we are at the end of the interview, but what is an action that our audience can take to establishing their executive presence, be it from the dress or act or speaking or combined together? What would be that action that someone can go and go? It's like, yep, I can implement that now. 
Mm. I think the easiest thing that people can implement as soon as they finish listening to this podcast is take care of the upswing. Check if you're using it. Ask a friend, a family member if you're using the upswing, uh, or record yourself if you if you have the recording you know ability. Record your voice just having a conversation with somebody to see if you use it, and then make a conscious effort to use the downswing. So that is the the tip that I I would give your listeners. Cool, and I'm gonna do that right now after in recording <laughs> this. I'm like. Am I using it or am I not? Go back and listen to the the previous podcast. <laughs> and if not, I'm gonna go to my friends, speech therapy friends. Like, can you tell me, please? <laughs> yeah. So, Kara, where can our audience get in touch with you, find out more about what you're doing, and also about the course you're launching that goes in terms of the business etiquette 101 side of things? That's right. So, well, my main website is executive hyphen impressions.com so you can find me there and like you said I'm creating a video course which is going to be a probably a three roughly three hour video course and this is actually I'm raising uh, support for this on Kickstarter and the Kickstarter campaign starts on September 1st and people will be able to support me through Kickstarter in the creation of this video course because it's going to be something that People haven't seen before about business etiquette. A lot of people think it's stuffy, it's old, it's old-fashioned, but it's not. It is so fundamental for our everyday life, and especially if you're a business person, you need to be able to connect with others and impress and project power. And that is what this video course is going to teach people. So if they want to help me and support me on in the creation of this video course, then they can uh, visit the page on Kickstarter as well. Thanks for sharing that, and I'll put uh, put those links down, especially the website and the Kickstarter course. And I would recommend anyone and everyone listening to this that do go support Kara because she'll be sharing more tips like she just did now, and a lot more in details and exactly step by step things of how you can build your business etiquette and how that reflects through what you're doing. So make sure you do check it out. Kara, thanks a lot for taking the time out of your busy schedule and obviously reaching out and sharing all this golden nuggets with us. Thanks a lot. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I, I really had a great time during this interview. Thanks, Janish. Wasn't that a really great interview? And the insights it had for me was incredible, especially when Kara talked about the upswing. I had not heard of that before and wasn't familiar with what it meant. So I had done a bit of research after the interview. I'm still looking into it and still going to have a chat with a couple of my speech therapy friends and find out more details on it so that I can build it further and develop myself. And I encourage you to do so and follow what Kara mentioned that ask your friends, ask your relatives to see and to note whether you have those upswings at the end of the sentences or at the front of the sentences and how you manage them because that's crucial and it shows confidence as well. So to get all the show notes and details we talked about in today's show, go to key2authority.com slash EP039. Till then, keep building your executive presence. Thank you so much for listening to the Key to Authority podcast. Don't forget to subscribe and share at www.keytoauthority.com. We'll see you next time.